Welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Rallis. I'm Brian Russell Smith. Guys, we're back. I was going to do like the whole intro, but I just felt so excited to be like, we're back in the studio yeah. 100%. Elise and I haven't recorded together for a month. I know. Which is nuts. I know you heard us together last week, but that was a time jump. I know, exactly. Like you guys think we hung out last week, but the truth of the matter is, is that Brian went on a two week vacation uh-huh. and then I went on a two week vacation immediately after like, him. I, I got back on a Sunday and she left that Sunday. Exactly. So we had not seen each other in a month yeah so let us know if the dynamic has changed (laughs) are we out of sync we are no (laughs) longer we no longer get each other do we seem more european yeah i think that's probably true yeah we're definitely i mean i'm tanner i i also i didn't think i would get tan in germany but it's so hot oh yeah crazy Mm -hmm. i was stung by two bees oh wow and that was really fucked up (laughs) (laughs) and those german bees you know i've heard things about them you know people keep saying and i don't want to be a climate denier but people keep saying that the bees are dying and what i'm here to say is that they are all in Germany <laughs> and they're stinging people. I was stung by one. And then while I was like literally dealing with this bee sting, I, another bee stung me. And I was like, I've never, what did you do to them? I was literally my, everyone was like, yeah, you just can't move around. And I was like, I wasn't moving around. I was completely <laughs> minding my own business. They attacked me. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, and, and I was in the moment I was like, well, I've never been stung by a bee. So I actually don't know if I'm, gonna like have a severe allergic oh, reaction wow. yeah and i was like in the middle of a lake in germany luckily i had a bunch of zyrtec so i was like i'm gonna take two zyrtec yeah okay one for each bee sting <laughs> <laughs> and it i mean it got like really swollen but i did not go into anaphylaxis oh that's which good which was good because there was i was like i guess i don't know what happens I may now. need to go to the hospital. Exactly. I was like, well, at least I... you'd be in Germany with a great healthcare system. It would, but I was like, I, I was, I like, cause you don't know if I didn't have like service or anything. And I was yeah. like, how does one call the police here? It's not 911. It's not 911. But I was like, you know what? There are enough people around that someone will be, <laughs> someone will call them. Yeah. Um, well, now that we're both back in America, yes. what's getting you through the week in Trump's America? Uh, now that we're back in Trump's America, uh, this is actually a fun one. This one brought me joy. Uh, Stephen Miller's uncle, as we all know, Stephen Miller, racist Squidward, uh, 30-year-old like white supremacist who's in the government, architect of the family separation policy. Yep. And uh, immigration in general. Never been kissed. <laughs> <laughs> Never been touched by anyone. <laughs> so, uh, he <laughs> he was called an immigration hypocrite in a new article for Politico, which, I mean, of course he is, but the thing about it is that it was written by his own uncle. Ooh. And in the article, he details how Miller's own family benefited from chain migration. So basically, they were escaping the pogroms in Belarus. Mm-hmm. Like, they were escaping ethnic yes. violence, which... You know, a lot of these people who are coming to the U.S. are also escaping violent scenarios and we're letting them in. And they used chain migration. They migrated via family members who were already here. Stephen Miller famously wants to get rid of even legal migration. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Stephen Miller like, doesn't want any. Anyone, no. And well, Stephen Miller doesn't want any non-white immigrants yes, coming exactly. to the U.S. That's and that's what this is really about. Like he'll say it's about like 
whatever protecting this that and the other thing but the bottom line is he just doesn't want any non-white people immigrating to the u.s he doesn't really care if people from belarus immigrate to the u.s because they're white yeah well what's interesting is just this past week melania's parents used chain mic what they call chain migration to get their citizenship which is fucked up on (laughs) multiple levels because it's like okay donald the trump's feel like like things don't apply to them unless they need it because they historically they they have honestly i get why he feels that way because historically no rules have applied to him yeah he's he's been a criminal again and again and again and again and he's always found a way to get away with it he's been a hypocrite and a liar again and again and again and again and it's never been a problem so why would he think that his own immigration policy applied to his wife these are these are the opinion pieces i want to see you know what i mean like these like I know there's like fucking like pundits on pundits on pundits, but like getting a actual close source like family member to repudiate like these fucked up crazy things that are going on. It feels like, okay, well, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like- I just love to see Stephen Miller owned. I love to yes. see him. I, there was a story a while back when like the family separation stuff, which is still ongoing, still uh, ongoing when yeah. it was really like in the news heavily and like before Trump's executive order and stuff. And I guess like some Stephen Miller ordered sushi. And when he went to pick it up, the guy said, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And he already paid for it. And he'd already paid for it. And then he threw it away in protest, which is so funny to me. It's like, it's just another, it's like a devastating self own. Like you didn't even eat your sushi. Yeah. That's hilarious. You paid money and then you didn't even eat the sushi. I'm going to go on a whim and think, say that he's not intelligent. No. Like, I don't know. Like, because I would think like, you know how like Mitch McConnell is, is a terrible person, but he's not a dumb, terrible person. He's smart. He's Paul Ryan is also like smart, like, like smart book, smart person. Like he like knows a lot of things about policy. Yes. I mean, I guess he knows about like, (laughs) whatever, whatever, an expertise that Um, he brings to the table. I feel like Stephen Miller is just a dumb, evil person. I think that Stephen Miller is also one of those dudes who I feel like everyone knows this guy who like definitely sees himself as like very smart and like did well on like um, writing prompts in like high school. And he's still like, he's still the smart kid from, but from your high school, like you, like your sophomore year English class. He also reminds me one of those guys that like we've talked about before you talk, um, who hates women because they want to sleep with them with it what are those called oh incels incels yes. i feel like he's like uh, yes he's like a, he's like an incel in terms of like maybe for women but also like knowledge yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's a knowledge incel yeah <laughs> i mean i would first of all i'll put it out there right now that someone honestly at this point the burden of proof is to prove he's not an incel yeah. not that he uh-huh. is like prove to me that he has ever known the love of another human being <laughs> Any room of any romantic experience of any kind, (laughs) prove it at this point. But um, Stephen Stephen Miller is the worst. They're all they're all terrible. That's that's going to be like kind of the overall theme of like the first half of this podcast. Mm It's just like they're all terrible. Yeah, they're all the worst people. Yeah, they're all like races involved in all of it. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of yes, Brian, what's getting you through the week in Trump's America? 
Well, over the weekend, it was the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of Charlottesville after the clashes in Charlottesville. And after, as we all recall, that's when um, Donald Trump said they were fine people on both sides. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and a the, woman was killed, And a woman Heather was killed, Hare. Heather Hare, which was a counter-protester after a Nazi drove his car into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was another, um, the Unite the Right kind of, protest this weekend in dc mm-hmm. and only like 20 people showed up yes well like hundreds of counter protesters and just shut them up and protested it's pretty pretty great to see yeah it was nice to see that it was we were organized by the same exact guy jason yeah. kessler and they're like saying like oh they're now people are just too scared to go out and protest like the the, the alt-right people mm-hmm. the nazis and we're like good like, i know it's like like because i've seen a lot of people be like well it doesn't mean that there aren't more of them they're just not um they don't feel like they can march and i'm like yeah. okay well i'll take that yeah i'll take that it's like what your parents say if you have nothing nice to say don't say it at all yeah, or like, like you know just keep it to yeah. yourself like yeah i'm like be I, racist to yourself yeah like i will i mean i would love to we'll work on just having there not be as many nazis yeah. but I'll start with they don't feel comfortable marching around with tiki yeah. torches screaming and actually killing well, people. Well, and also it's like it goes down to this thing. It's like you can you can try so hard. Like I I mean, I've there's certain people that I I've, I've wanted to convince that they're wrong in terms of like their ideologies and the way they feel about Trump, but like like as someone says or like as they say like you I can't teach you to care about other people. No. And so when like that's how I feel about these fucking crazy like alt-right people is that like okay i probably can't teach you how to not care about other people but i feel like um i can teach you i can make you like shut up and be in the dark (laughs) yes yeah it's like but because because at a certain point when it's like when you're strapping on a nazi armband and walking out to this into the street with a tiki torch to scream about statues you and i there's just (laughs) such (laughs) there's just such a gap between the two of us that i and i god bless the people who are good at bridging those gaps like people who like go out and they actually like I don't know, do their do their mm-hmm. kindness magic yeah. on these people. But I am not one of them. No. It's not me. But like, you know, obviously there's still white nationalism. We have yeah. this like we have this propaganda network also known as Fox News mm-hmm. where there's like basically white nationalists on the air spouting yeah. shit. Like Laura the, Ingram. Yeah, I was just gonna say she like had this went on this whole like rant about our demographics changing mm-hmm. and uh, even like protesting like 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 saying bad things about illegal uh, immigration and legal immigration yeah she she like is the f- for one of the first times i heard it laid bare that she was like openly included legal yes. immigrants well, that's as because well now the trump administration is also starting to tackle legal immigration yeah and like i said but not for his own family. And mm-hmm. Stephanie Rule actually did a, like a really great takedown from on MSNBC of Laura Ingram because like Laura Ingram eventually like tried to like walk back her what she was saying. Yeah. And it's like, like the no, time she made fun of David Hogg, yeah. uh, fucking shooting survivor because he didn't get into the college. Yeah, of his she's choice. a terrible, terrible, terrible person. Yeah. And basically being like you didn't walk back what you said if you meant demographics like did you mean old people because demographics is either age sex or race so it's not like she's saying there's too many men in the world there's not no. too or in america there's not 
too many old people in America. You mean that there's too many people who aren't white? Yeah. And these fucking Fox News people, they only have like 93% of their viewers are white people. Yeah. And like, they're just scaring them. And they're just they're just like, yeah, they're feeling this fire and they're gearing up them to fight for this racist administration that we have yeah i just feel like i feel like fox news sets up this world for the people who are in the fox news bubble and a lot of those people are you know they don't have a lot of money things might not be going great for them they can't afford their health care whatever they have a bad yeah vote democrat if you want better health (laughs) care i know exactly but it's like they they're in a situation that maybe they don't under they're feeling but they don't understand like macro level a lot of the things that are going Mm -hmm. into creating it not i mean i like I know about it now because I do research all the time Mm -hmm. about like politics, but if the average person doesn't have like a full history of like economic policy, like at their whim to know exactly why things are going shitty. Yeah. Anyway, then Fox news sets up this world for them where they're like the reason that things are going poorly for you is immigrants and also you're white and that makes you very special. And for anyone to like, it's, it's basically like when you try to talk about equality with these people, it's like you're telling them that you're taking away the thing that makes them very special. Yeah. And that's why there's like this, yeah. this crazy cognitive dissonance because they're, they're turned into like they're fervently protecting like being white over every other interest that they could possibly have because they have this news network that every day is like you're white and it makes you special. And you're it's white our and it America makes you is white. It's like, no, yeah. America is not white. That's yeah. like the whole point it of it. It literally never, that, it really never even has been. If you consider like who we took it from. <laughs> I know. Like the only reason that it's white is because we raped and pillaged our way to it, you know, like, yeah. and enslaved non-white people that's the only reason why there's black people here is because we brought them over as slaves like you know and it's fucked up yeah (laughs) it's not like it's we we have and like and now people are like i'm afraid like oh it's hard to be a white male out there now it's like okay no it's not no and it never has been but now is the only time that you've heard people talking shit about you that's what the difference is yeah because before then everyone else was too fucking scared yeah Yeah, it's really just that they've just found out that everyone's been talking shit about them this whole time. Yeah. And that is, that does hurt. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it does hurt to find out that all your coworkers have been talking shit about you. Exactly. Even if you're a boss and you're like people below you are talking shit about you, but like that's what you do. You talk shit about your boss. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Not that white people are the boss. That's not what I'm saying. No. But for but they institutionalized a way in which they were the boss, and yeah. then I mean, like, look at all the presidents we had, except for Barack Obama. And then like the company's emails got leaked, and they realized like, oh shit, everyone and like everyone's talking shit yeah. about me. <laughs> everyone really hates that I'm the boss. Yeah, I thought they liked that I was the yeah. boss, but they hate it, and they <laughs> think they should be able to be the boss. <laughs> like, I mean, they should. I mean, it, it, and they have really good points. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, last week we had the uh, special uh, some special elections, which we do today too but mm-hmm. and now there's like a record amount of women running for office which mm-hmm. is awesome and like in uh, for governorships and yeah i think there is a potentially going to be the first trans governor in vermont, in vermont or connecticut I can't. yeah one vermont? Of, yeah i i thought it was vermont but i'm actually not sure and vermont actually might be where there's a 14 year old boy running for governor oh there is a 14 year old boy running for is governor the 14 year old boy running <laughs> 
<laughs> just a historic election. <laughs> I don't think the 14 year old has a chance. No, no, I don't think I he's going to win, but that's precious if that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Good for him. I, I mean, I, at like, least he's politically involved. When I, I was writing like about it for this up, just like a little blurb and I was like going to write, I was going to make a joke about him. And then I was like, you know what? I'm actually not going to make a joke at his expense because he's just out here. I, I need to hear his policies. I yeah. don't know what he believes, but I'm like this little, this little kid, he's put his suit on. He's making yeah. videos. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bust his chops. No, no. <laughs> then again, like he comes out, he's like so racist. And horrible. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. But I went too I easy. Don't, on I don't him. really blame him either. If you're 14 <laughs> and you are super racist and that's horrible. Yeah, I know. It's like someone told, you. someone told you that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the president. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe you've been paying attention to what's happening in the government. Uh, speaking of, yes. we have to talk about Omarosa. Which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we have to? Oh, fuck. It's so This is the crazy. state of our politics. It's so crazy to me that, like, the people... So there are all these, like, res- quote-unquote respectable people or, like, regular politicians who uh-huh. work with Trump. And none of them are the potential avenues for taking him down. The two potential avenues are Stormy Daniels, an adult film actress and very good tweeter, and Omarosa Manigault Newman, who... <laughs> Who is, she didn't originate the art form of reality TV villain, but I think she's one of the most preeminent reality TV I villains of all time. I never watched The Apprentice, but I knew, I I knew, knew who, who Omarosa was. So I never watched The Apprentice, but I knew who Omarosa was. I did watch The Surreal Life, <laughs> in which Omarosa and Janice Dickinson just hated each other. Oh. And they were at each other's throats well, all the time. She has, Janice Dickinson has like qualms with Donald Trump, right? Didn't he like sexually harass her? Janice Dickinson... Or no, was she a Harvey Weinstein guy? I think that Janice Dickinson came out against Bill Cosby. Oh, I'm fucking up my sexual <laughs> harassers. Listen, it's, it's easy to do. Ugh. I think that... But Janice Dickinson was one of the people who came out against Bill Cosby. So it's just so strange to see how those two people, for better and for worse, have shaped the political landscapes of my time. Yeah. But yes, they did not get along on The Surreal Life. And yeah. they were kind of both competing to be the villain. I'll just talk about The Surreal Life for a second. <laughs> so they were both kind of competing to be the villain of The Surreal Life. And both of them made excellent cases for being the villain um janice dickinson did yell hey rain man at a mentally disabled person uh it's not funny i'm sorry i mean it's in that it's like really a horrible horrible thing to do and then there's a clip of amorosa being like i cannot imagine the type of person who would make fun of someone who was disabled. And then it's like oh. fast forward to her working in the Trump White House, which what made me think of it. And then also famously Janice held a knife above Omarosa's head as a joke, but Omarosa took it very seriously. Um, of she did. And it caused a lot of problems on that. And that's sort of playing out uh, in our government now. So <laughs> this sort of similar behavior is playing out uh, at the highest levels of government. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so... I did the research for this one. <laughs> uh, Omarosa is on her book tour for her book Unhinged. Obviously, we know who that is about. Um, 
as we recall, she was fired in January of last year. There was a lot of back and forth as to whether or not she resigned or was fired. She was saying she resigned. They were saying she was fired. There were rumors that she was running around trying to demand entry <laughs> into the Oval Office. It was very dramatic. Amorosa waits. She writes her book. She yeah. lays in wait. She's stewed. She's, she, th- these people thought that they were going to fuck with Amorosa Manigault Newman. And if you had paid attention to her reality TV career. If you watched The Surreal Life, <laughs> you would know that uh, he, she's not just going to let Janice Dickinson no. stand there with a knife above no, her head. No, she is not going to. <laughs> so, so Amorosa, it truly also, I keep thinking about it, like Amorosa is his true apprentice. Yeah. It's like the, the I, I said it, um, like the student has become the master. Yeah. Like she, she is the real apprentice. <laughs> 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 she's, the, the one, she's the one, the chosen one who can take him down yeah. because she actually is as bad as him. So she dropped three tapes. Up until this point. Up until this point. As of this recording, she has dropped three tapes. They all progress in their level of shadiness. Yeah. So tape number one is the tape that's... This one's like now the least dramatic, uh, but it's the tape of John Kelly firing her. Which is... Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Um... So it's the tape of John Kelly firing her. Uh, we're going to play the other two tapes, but not that one, because that one's like, whatever. Basically, he's just like, you have ethics violations. Yeah, and people <laughs> don't like you. And every, the reason that people are kind of like, we're talking about this tape is because it took place in the Situation Room. Yes. Which is where very, very high level, the most classified information passes through and where like the highest levels of decision making usually happens. Yeah. And so people are like... Put her in jail. Wrap her up. Block her up. Um, actually, it's what she did was not technically legal because the conversation they had was not classified. Yeah. So it's like based on. It's not based on like your presence in the room. Mm-hmm. It's based on like what the actual content of the conversation is. Yeah. Typically, and I have like I, I pulled up a little bit of research on this, but so typically people hand over their cell phones yeah. before going into the situation room. But that is not like a rule or a law. It was just done on the honor code and people are not searched. There is no such thing as the honor code. Exactly. In the so fatal flaw number one is having anything in the Trump White House that is run by honor code. <laughs> well, that's like so like similar to that is that like um, they're also saying that she's like um gone against her NDA, her non-disclosure agreement, and the White House counsel like just made it made a fuck like made a fake NDA just to appease Trump because yeah. if you are a public servant, NDAs don't apply. Yeah, so like the that's another thing that I was looking into. So basically, the campaign did file against her today, um the like on behalf of the Trump campaign saying she violated an NDA, which I'm not sure if in the context of a campaign it's different. But either way, Donald Trump makes everyone sign NDAs. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Chris Jenner actually does the same thing. Well, see, that makes sense. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, it's just best practice when you're a reality TV personality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you're actually evil. So he makes everyone sign NDAs. Everyone in the White House signed an NDA. But, like you said, based on some stuff I was reading, these are basically, like, I mean, they're not fake documents. They're real documents. They were printed out on paper. Yeah, they're they they're real and someone signed them. But uh, public servants are, like, protected, basically, 
from being like 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 from being prosecuted by talking about uh what happened in their administration. Uh, yeah, I have a quote that says, NDAs have not been widely used by past administrations outside the transition time between pe- presidents, in part because most legal experts believe such agreements are not legally enforceable to public employees. So it's kind of, it's, because that was my first thought, was I was like, this seems like you can't do it. Yeah. But you totally can. Yeah. You totally can if you're a completely unscrupulous person who mm. is only out for themselves and who understands that they're dealing with Donald Trump and Omarosa is all of those things. So she was recording <laughs> apparently everything. First tape comes out. It's just John Kelly firing her. Honestly, I don't really understand how this tape wasn't kind of like a self own because he's literally yeah. like, <laughs> he's like, you have a ton of ethics violations nobody likes you and then she's like can i ask a few questions and he's like no (laughs) (laughs) and she's like pretty polite and she's like does the president know what's happening and he's like honestly and then he kind of gets like weird like mobby threatening he's like honestly like this could get bad for you yeah if you keep asking me any questions yeah he's like it was it was kind of a threat and then and that's probably why it's probably a re- big reason why she's doing what she's doing. She's like, oh, you're going to threaten me? You're Janice Dickinson yeah. with the knife. And yeah. what you don't understand is that Omarosa won't have it. The whole White House is Janice Dickinson with the knife. <laughs> um, okay, Janice Dickinson with a knife in the Rose Garden. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the next tape, it's not the most damning one but it's my favorite one yeah so the next tape she releases the next day um and this is the one of donald trump uh pretending that he's surprised (laughs) to hear (laughs) that she got fired yeah which i love because he sounds so fake yeah in it well he's like just such a like uh, a wuss like he's like always like is like when he's actually talking to someone he'll never confront them I know I like I don't want to use the term pussy in this I way I was gonna say that but then yeah, I felt but like I, I was like because I, I feel like we're moving away from that culturally yeah but like whatever the replacement term for he's a giant pussy yeah. is, that's what he is that's why I said wuss yeah yeah I feel like it doesn't pack the punch no it doesn't I know I need to extricate it anyway and if I you know guys people, have any suggestions for an alternative to that word. Yeah, Trump. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, let us know. Um, so I'm going to play this clip right now. Uh, it's my favorite thing. Um, we're just going to play it in full. You wanted me to leave. No, I, I, nobody even told me about it. Nobody, well, you know, they run a big operation, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, and then he says, I don't love you leaving, which was cut out of the clip version that I have. But he said, I don't love you leaving. Um, oh, and we missed the very beginning of it. And I do want to play it because it's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite part of it okay. is when he says this part. Um, Marissa, what's going on? I just saw on the news that you're thinking about leaving. What happened? General Kelly. So that is just the fakest <laughs> oh, Maros, what? Ha- I'm watching the news, getting ready for a big day of being the president yeah. of the United <laughs> States, and I see that you're thinking about leaving. leaving. Even though she'd already been fired. Yeah, like what? Like, first of all, that's not even an accurate representation of what he saw on the news. I know. <laughs> like, he saw on the news that she was fired, and he's like, Oh, Marosa, what's this? <laughs> 
What the? Oh, is this fake God. news oh. that I've been hurt talking about? Oh my! Well, I, I literally, I imagine him as he's doing it, like pretending to shuffle a bunch of blank papers yeah. on his desk. Like he's like, oh, whoa, we got it. He's like just holding up like blank printer paper. Like, well, let me look through my documents. I gotta. Find also, out. this just like highlights like there's been like um, reporting that donald or the president has like no like commentary on like the high level decision making and any decision making at all the fact that he doesn't know that one of his he's saying that he does he's unaware of the fact that one of his white house advisors is being fired i feel like is one of his like making him look stupid yeah it's so weird it's another one of these examples in the administration where their explanation also makes him look bad like his Mm -hmm. explanation is oh i didn't know this was happening like you're the president you don't know what's happening well at one point he goes they got a big operation going there i'm like you've got the big operation it's your fucking operation bro yeah you're in charge of the whole operation well one of the things that omarosa keeps saying is that he's mentally declining yes he doesn't understand anything i know she said he can't process complex information well that's like and like everyone who presents him with like anything like in meetings they they're like oh i have to dumb this down for this guy they like make three words pictured slides yes and that's not a joke like that he has to he can't obtain information like a person i mean it's also (laughs) like like, with a brain it's also just like it's it's like him Every time he learns a new fact, he presents it to the American people like it's a fact. Nobody knew like the time he was like Frederick Douglass is getting more and more recognition every day, which um, is like someone told him about Frederick Douglass yeah, that day, or when he was like talking about the different names for the UK. Yes, it's which like, we what? did get wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but we're not the president, and that's exactly the thing. exactly. Like I don't know when people are being fired at the White House, but I'm not the president. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, but the most important tape. It's a, this isn't even the end. So then Donald Trump, he's on Twitter. He's calling her wacky amorosa. Yeah. He's going crazy. He, tweeted, he actually tweeted this morning. When you give a crazed, crying lowlife a break and give her a job at the White House, I guess it just didn't work out. Good work by General Kelly for quickly firing that dog. Well, offensive. This is probably not helping his popularity along the African-American community. But also... Yeah. You don't have to give a job to a fucking crying lowlife. Like, you're, it's the fucking White House. You knew her. First of all, you hired her. Second of all, it's just funny for him to, I mean, first of all, send out a tweet with racially coded language when the latest tape. So Amorosa has been going around teasing that there is footage of Donald Trump saying the N word on The Apprentice, which. Yeah, this has basically gone back since the yes. campaign there's there's been this rumor for a long time that there's footage of him saying it so then amaros is like i was she was amaros was like i haven't i think she says she hasn't seen the tape but she was part of like high level conversations about it she's, i think she said she's or, heard it she's yeah. heard it but she wasn't there for when it happened so she started saying she was a part of this high level conversation where her um let me get these names i forget all their they're silly silly lady names <laughs> um so it was with her the uh lynn Patton, uh who was who's then assistant to eric trump and Katrina Pearson, who was a campaign communications person and spokesperson. Katrina Pearson, you would definitely recognize. Yeah. She's like on Fox News all the time just saying nonsense. So they have this high level conversation about 
Donald Trump supposedly about a tape supposedly where he uses the N word in which basically all of them agree that it exists. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play you guys that tape as well. And I'm going to let it go on a little bit so that you can hear Katrina Pearson two days earlier yeah. denying the tape so, because it's very funny. Yeah. So first you'll hear the tape and then you'll hear an interview that took place before Amorosa even released the tape of Katrina Pearson denying it. Yes. And you can like the way she says it, you can be like, Oh, yeah, she was definitely lying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also, like, very funny the way the, like, the, it's so obvious when they're like, oh, Amorosa, what am I seeing yeah. on the news? <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's play this one. I'm trying to find out at least what context she was using to help us maybe try to figure out a way to spin it. Patton then described a conversation she had with then-candidate Trump about making the slur. I said, well... Sir, can you think of any time that this might have happened? And he said no. Well, that's not true. So he goes, how do you think I should handle it? And I told him exactly what you just said, Amorosa, which is, well, it depends on what scenario you're talking about. And he said, well, why don't you just go ahead and put it to bed? He said it. Did that happen? <laughs> no, Ed. That did not happen. It sounds like she's writing a script for a movie. So, love that. Love that. I <laughs> love when people get caught in a lie. It's one of my favorite things. Also, you guys heard me get like six Slack notifications. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if, if you don't hear her get six Slack notifications, maybe our wonderful maybe podcast producer took was it out. To but if you do, yes, we, yeah, I played it off my computer. Anyway, so. Obviously, if that was a little bit muddled, it's basically them being like, what do we do? And then Katrina Pearson specifically is like, he said it. He knows he said it. He's just embarrassed. And at one point, they're like, well, he says he doesn't remember saying it. And Amorosa just goes, well, that's not true. (laughs) And no one's denying any of it. Like, they're all just like, yeah, I mean, he obviously said it. He lies. And like, honestly, we would not be surprised if we found if there was a tape of Donald Trump saying the N word. Oh, I... I can't imagine a less surprising thing. I, I like, I, like there's nothing surprising about that at all in any way, shape or form. And um, another thing that I like, I've loved that has come out of this whole Amorosa thing is that Kellyanne Conway was on the news and someone, uh, a, a news Kellyanne has been back lately, yeah. by the way, I feel like she went away for a little bit and she's really been she's back. She's like, I need to do damage control. Only I can fix this. I elected him president. Only I can fix this by creating more yeah. damage. More and so I forget who it was. I think it was an NBC news anchor. And he's like, so now that Amorosa is gone, can you um, name another high-level African-American who works in the West Wing? And she was dumbfounded. It yeah. was really nice to see that her actually stumped. She couldn't even remember the guy's last name. And yeah, she, she, she like says like the third, lo- like someone who's like really low. And she like, she starts talking about Ben Carson. And he's like, I'm talking about the West Wing, ma'am. I'm talking about the West Wing. Because that was my immediate question. I was like, well, we've got Ben Carson. Yeah, but he's like neurosurgeon. He, yeah, but he the only reason he got his job as secretary of labor, right? Of uh, no, no housing, and of housing and urban development. Yeah, yeah, because but, he's black. I know, literally. That's the only reason he got that job. He has no qualifications in urban urban development. He also bought like a thirty thousand dollar table and then blamed it on his wife. Life. Yeah, fucking scumbag. You know he? There's a movie where Cuba Gooding Jr. plays him. Really? Yeah, it's called Gifted Hands, and it's 
if for anyone is he like a starring role yes it's about ben carson oh no so cuba he he did because he did that like brain surgery on like siamese twins or something oh he did like a very famous brain surgery he was actually very well respected and if any of our listeners which i know some are are from the delmarva area delaware maryland virginia uh he's from maryland and so a lot of my maryland friends were made to like gifted hands would be like at one of the movies you would watch like when your teacher was out yeah they'd be like oh we're gonna watch gifted hands where <laughs> cuba getting junior plays ben carson poor cuba he didn't know it did, i mean how could he have known yeah he kind of known did he play him like a stupid person because ben carson like i, sounds I haven't seen it you haven't seen it i just know that it exists um other friends of mine have seen it and i think they say he's doing it a little bit, but I think Ben Carson was just sharper at the time when the yeah. film came out. Um. You know, <laughs> he was kind of at his at his top, not the sort of like sleepy man that we knew him to be. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, wasn't our, back to what we were talking about. Kellyanne Conway is like trying to name the most senior African American official, and she's like, um, uh, Alex Black Man. Uh, <laughs> is very high um, (laughs) so whoever that black guy was as she only remembers his first name probably is about to get a huge promotion (laughs) (laughs) honestly that is one way to get a promotion yeah (laughs) that is true so yeah she was just like um he works and she's like we have a lot of minorities it's like do you do you do you have a lot of minorities like there was that picture where like they invite like um military wives mm-hmm. or um to the white house or military families and they were all fucking white mm-hmm. and it's like you guys don't even invite you don't even like obviously you if you're not impl- like inviting minorities you're not fucking hiring them when i remember seeing there was a similar picture that came out of like the interns and there yeah. was like one or two people of color in it so yeah and also they're all racist so <laughs> yeah well and trump said the n-word on the apprentice so um, hopefully by the time uh, hopefully we get some more tapes soon i mean it's gonna she obviously has more tapes yeah she's pu- and it, she's releasing them in increasingly dire when order. does the book come out do we know the book it's not out yet right no the book so maybe let's not say the date because yeah i don't know but also speaking of which we put up a poll on instagram to be like because sammy and i were going back and forth we were like i feel like it's within the sup insta stories oeuvre for sammy to highlight unhinged but do we want to buy a copy of unhinged probably not so then but we were like but can we really do do the people has the poll ended we were like do the people want it so the poll is not ended it won't end for a a little while because we put it up this afternoon and the podcast goes out at five so it won't end for a little while but so far overwhelming response to the poll as to whether or not we should get amorosa's book has been a no oh overwhelmingly people do not want us to buy the book maybe we can maybe maybe we can find a copy on the street i know i'm like i feel like she could could I feel like we could finagle one for free. Yeah, like the press. From yeah, exactly. We could be like, we want to uh, people view we can view the stories. Like I feel like Amorosa would give us the book for free. Maybe. I think she just wants. She, and she's like gone on the record. Like she's like been saying that she like regrets her time there, and she, she was complicit in a in a in a administration that com- constantly lies to the people, which is like something to say about her because you know there's. As we all know, there's a fuck ton of people who have been fired or resigned 
and left the White House since it started. And none of them have done this. Like even like like Sean Spicer like still defends his time there, even though Sean he admits Spicer, to lying and Sean, made none of the fucking Emmys and joked about it. Sean Spicer apparently in his book. First of all, the reviews for Sean Spicer's book, which is something we haven't even had a chance to talk about, but he like calls Donald Trump like a unicorn that like leaps over. It's crazy. The book clearly not very. The book is crazy, but also in. In the the book, he says that Michael Steele wrote the Steele dossier, not Christopher Steele. And Michael Steele is like the former head of the RNC. And I'm like, how did this get published? (laughs) Like, aside from the fact that the book is apparently just like really bad and full of weird metaphors about how Donald Trump is a unicorn. Mm. It also like, like who was editing the book? I mean, I'm sure it was hard to get a good person to do it. Yeah, exactly. But whatever. So anyway, I have been surprised. So Amorosa has had the most like, like personal, like damning, personally damning, like post assessment. Like she's the one who's like, I am sorry. I was complicit. Part of me thinks she, she just knows she's obviously going to have to say that if she's going to play this role of like the leaker, she has to obviously like Amorosa is obviously like she's his apprentice. She's media savvy. She knows what needs to happen here. Cause I watch all these interviews with her and she's clearly insane, Yeah, but she's very good at the interviews. She almost reminds me of Ivanka in a way because of her, like her very measured way of speaking. I think she's better at it than Ivanka. Yes. Because she's also saying sensational shit. Ivanka's just trying to avoid saying anything. Yeah. Like Ivanka's speaking in a very measured way, but she's basically trying to avoid saying anything. Omarosa's saying really intense stuff. Yeah. But with that same measured voice. Yeah. She's the true apprentice. Yeah. Okay. Should we uh, move on? Yes, Brian. I'm sure we'll talk about... I'm I'm I am a hundred percent positive that there are more tapes that will so, be yeah, released. We're gonna so. we're gonna transition to something less f- fun to talk about. Yeah, we um, front loaded you with funny, stupid yeah. stuff. Um so on uh, this past Thursday, a US backed Saudi led coalition airstrike in northern Yemen left more than fifty people dead, the majority of which were school children coming home from summer camp. <sighs> and the UN has said that this they believe that this is the single worst attack since 2015. So not good. And this just adds to this just like more like brings up to the, the fact of what's going on in Yemen. And we, we, we tend to forget about it because a our current political system is like situation is fucking crazy yeah um new shit happens every day with our president like it's hard also, yeah. it's hard to blame i mean we should be aware of all of these things but sometimes it's hard to blame us for being so focused on this what's, kind of what's directly in front of us what's directly in front of us and what is basically like a media-led disaster that is like yeah. unfolding before us whereas this sort of information is stuff that you kind of have to dig a little bit to yeah. find because the media will do a blip about it and then Omarosa releases another tape and yeah. it's like exactly and there's also you know there's other conflicts in the Middle East that we tend to fo- focus on more like Syria yeah. and and the thing about Yemen so Yemen has been in a war since early 2015 when Houthi rebels um, which is a Shiite group uh Drove out the U.S. back government, um, which was a. I'm glad that you said that because I feel like I've heard the term Houthi rebels so many times, and I did not know. 
like just to be perfectly honest and be the ignorant american um, voice i feel like i'm like i did not know what they were yeah and now i know and so they drove out the u.s backed government which is led by president hadi and who is also sunni and they, they so saudi arabia is a sunni basically government there's like mm-hmm. those two ma- big branches in in islam it's the yeah, sunni, sunni and the shiites yeah. and they have a lot of fighting yeah and basically and basically yeah, that's like hundreds of thousands like literally so much honestly, history i can't that's, even like attempt to go into it yeah, but because they, i don't know they are in a fight yeah <laughs> and so it basically has started since then 2015 and there is a we are the yemen is the worst humanitarian crisis of our time like there, are, I'm just gonna list some statistics for you now. Um, as the conflict enters its four, and this is from the UN, as the conflict enters its four year, there are more than 22 million people, which is three quarters of the population, that need humanitarian aid and protection. 2,400 children have been killed by airstrikes. 3,600 have been maimed. 1.8 million children are at risk of diarrhea diseases, and 1.3 are at risk of pneumonia. Millions of Yemenis do not have access to safe drinking water. And last year, one million people suffer, suffered from watery diarrhea and cholera. What? Cholera? cholera? Uh, cholera. Cho- cholera. cholera. Only because I like, love the book Love in the Time of Cholera. Cholera is like this bacterial disease that um, you get from drinking like infected water. And basically, it is impossible to stay hydrated. You just like shit and you can die within hours of getting it and it's super contagious yeah and it's really preventable also yeah. it's preventable by just like having kind of like a sewage drainage yeah. system and it's i the just look biggest some- cholera outbreak ever i just looked something up also mm-hmm. because i was i thought it was true and yemen just so we all are clear is on the travel ban so yeah. these people cannot they come can't here leave. no and so you would think you, like I'm going to actually give you more statistics because it's just all so fucked up. And this is all from the UN so that eight, mi- eight million people in the country do not know where they're going to get their next meal. And every 10 minutes, a child under five dies from preventable causes like famine and um, cholera. cholera and nearly half of all children between six months and five years old are chronically malnourished, which is fucking terrible and a lot of this is because the saudis have um blockaded air land and water um aid yeah so they can't get so they can't get anything in the and like the saudis will be like oh well that's because the iranians are providing them weapons which iran denies but like also i feel like there should be a way to like go check the cargo yeah like berlin airlift type shit too to like get them it's like and and then like so you might be asking it's like why are countries like the u.s and britain and france selling billions dollars because like the the stuff that they these killed children were hit with the missiles are ours (laughs) (laughs) which is fucking terrible yeah and it's like why would we do this and it all like really stems down to oil yeah i mean saudi arabia they just we buy a lot of oil from them and every country does uh, yeah they they uh, generate like 13 percent of the world's oil and it seems like so it just gives them like carte blanche to like yeah and like it's like you think like and it's like you're hoping that maybe and also neither side see has an end in sight of this civil war like the houthis don't have the military power to wipe out like to to defeat the 
Saudi backed yeah. people like the government people and the government military doesn't have enough to do that, especially now because they don't like civilians are going to get killed and mm-hmm. more and more are going to keep getting killed because they can't settle this conflict. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like, I mean, we see it honestly across the middle East and in lots of places where like there's one side obviously has the backing of like a lot of government and stuff but the other one just yeah. seems to have more like on the ground support. I mean, I'm not a military person. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's like, so like we share like intelligence with them and actually, so after like in, in 2016, I want to say like mm-hmm. early 2016, the Obama administration cut down on how much we gave them because um, the Saudis hit a funeral in Yemen that killed a hundred people. And so, that's when like that's when the Obama administration kind of like took a step back and we stopped sharing as much as them but then Trump became president and remember like that whole globe like glowing orb yes. situation oh right he went to Saudi Arabia and they touched the orb yeah. uh, and you know, there's so much to remember I know I forgot the about thing the is, orb like, also like I don't know like the only thing I think that could we could do to help is it's it's it, part of a big problem that we have is you know we need to stop fucking relying on oil and foreign oil especially oil in general like let's yeah. let, like let's get away from that yeah let, but let's we're move, not let's move away but, but that's that doesn't seem to be happening because like i don't know what saudi arabia could do for us to not back it because there's like over like there's evidence that like the the, the terrorist attacks in 9-11 were linked to the saudi arabian government like people forget that like people forget that Osama bin Laden was from Saudi Arabia. He wasn't Afghanistan. Yeah, like Al- he was part of Al Qaeda, and the ta- or no, the Taliban, and Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. <sighs> Fuck. I think they were. I think. I think Al Qaeda was friends with the Taliban. <laughs> I don't know. They're both terrible. I, <laughs> um, and I love just like. <laughs> This is what I think the value is of the Betches Sup podcast is that it does mimic a conversation that you have with your friends and that we are not universally informed yeah. about But everything. like, you know, we keep you on your toes. Like now you have to Google. Now. Yeah. Now you're going to. Was bin Laden? Friends with the Taliban or, or in the um, Taliban? And or both? Yeah. And, you know, two, senator, two former senators have released statements who are in like classified meetings saying that the government of Saudi Arabia is linked to the 9-11 attacks. And there's still a lot of very classified information that none of us has seen from the, like the 9-11 like. Yeah. Thing where they, that is so crazy also to think that like, actually, yeah, more information would come out. Well, because victims of um, the families of victims of 9-11 sued the U S government and Saudi Arabian government because they're like, there's clearly something here. Yeah. And, Apparently, like, it's just like, I don't know. He was the founder of Al Qaeda. Okay. There great. we go. Great, great. Which great. is like based more on like CEO, um, <laughs> founder, CEO. So basically, <laughs> brand manager. <laughs> it's what this this attack has brought it back into the news, but even so, even so slightly. Yeah. Like it's still not dominating our airways which it really should be because it is a terrible fucking thing today a really sad video came out that one of the kids who was on the school bus took that was just like of him and his friends like excitedly getting ready to go on the school bus and then Mm -hmm. like a teacher being like doing roll call and it's just like a video and like it's just a video of a lot of kids there's a lot of excited energy they're getting ready to Mm -hmm. get on the school bus and 
and like their teachers taking their thing and then the kid who took the video and the majority of his classmates all died yeah it's fucking sad but you know um if you want to help there's doctors without borders they're they're helping the yemenese children and people in yemen the civilians and irc and save the children yeah and then on a macro level vote for people who want to end our dependence on foreign oil vote for people who care about moving it to clean energy things you know it's like it's so crazy because this is one of those problems where obviously you can donate to any of those organizations and that's one really direct way to help. But it's one of the ones where like the real way to help is like kind of many steps removed from like the immediate Mm -hmm. thing that's on the ground, Mm -hmm. which is so difficult with so many of these like large scale conflicts. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think like my pillars of, of voting for someone is like healthcare, women's rights, gay rights, and clean energy and like yes. climate change. So you know what's interesting because we were both in Europe. I don't know if you guys know, <laughs> but we both went to Europe, and they do not fuck with air conditioner there. Well, really? Or well, yeah, I guess in, in, in where I in was, Germany, you were yeah. in Spain, so it was different. Um, in Germany, and I know in London they don't. And then they had the, they've had the hottest summer on record, so it was like. It was really yeah. intense. Like it was very hot everywhere. They kind of fuck with it there, but like the thing is, you don't need it at night, mm-hmm. which is nice because yeah. it cools off like very rapidly. Yes, exactly. In we Spain. in in Berlin, like literally no one had it. And then my friend who lives in London was saying that he couldn't even get a fan on Amazon Prime. Like they were all sold out of fans everywhere. And part of it is that they're like, well, it's just like people don't have them because they don't have the infrastructure for them. Like literally their windows aren't even like push up windows. They push out. And also like you need like special dispensations to get them. Mm -hmm. They're like bad for the environment. Yeah. It's interesting. interesting. It's just interesting. Well, the United States were all about comfort on every level. Yes. But also I noticed that everyone had solar panels, Mm. which we should all have. That would be nice. I know. But yeah, so that's just a little update on all this terrible fucking shit that's happening there. Yeah, exactly. Like, just a reminder that things are crazy at home and abroad. And that, you know, when the president starts tweeting about Fox and Friends instead of... Instead of this. This. Yeah, there's uh, there's other things that he could be doing. He probably can't... He can't even... I mean, again, as Omarosa, our new, the new savior of the resistance, said, he can't... Con- process complex information yeah. so this in this story is obviously not something that he i would even think has any idea has occurred mm-hmm. <laughs> like like i'm not even i have like so little faith in him in his like knowledge capabilities that like i'm i i would bet I, if i was betting i would bet money that he doesn't know this happened yeah i'm probably probably <laughs> he probably has no idea yeah probably, I would, he probably doesn't know what yemen is again Yes, I would love for him to even... I would, honestly, because here's the thing. I can't point out Yemen right now for you on a map. Uh But I would love to see ballpark where he gets. Yeah. Because I think that I could get ballpark in the zone. I know that it, like, borders Saudi Arabia. Exactly. And it's close to Africa. I know where the Middle East is on the map. Mm -hmm. I would love to see... Donald Trump and a blank map. I feel like any question. I, was, I would love for a journalist to like during a Trump press conference to ask him a question about a country that doesn't exist 
and see him lie to make up to pretend that he knows about it. Didn't he one time? Like, well, how do you feel about the people of Uxhlakenstan? Like in that he, terrible tragedy that happened there. And he would just be like, "It was yeah. terrible." Yeah, great we're people, sending, strong people. We're sending our best people to there, you know. Yeah, we're sending our <laughs> yeah, we're sending our best people, strong people, great people. So if you can do that, do it. Yeah. I feel like there was one time that he said a, a, a he said Nambia. Yeah. But I think <laughs> that everyone he was, was like, "What?" I think he was trying to say Namibia. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I'll give it I that was my read on the situation at the time, but I bet you could convince him that a completely false country exists and i don't think that he would be able to even ballpark him you know, he would never i feel like he doesn't ever do like that common political deflection where they're like i'm waiting on the information and i will get back to you on that no he instead like he's like oh he oh, always says we'll thing. see yeah he always says we'll see what happens yeah that's his biggest thing that he says is yeah. we'll see what happens should we st- go to one more thing yeah we'll, we'll, we'll go through it Okay, one more thing. Um, West Virginia impeached all of its Supreme Court justices yesterday. Just the whole, the whole kit and caboodle uh, got impeached. So, um, so okay. So three of the justices: Chief Justice Margaret Workman, Justices Alan Lowry, and Elizabeth Walker are facing impeachment trials in the Senate. A fourth justice, Robin Davis. She announced her retirement after her, the impeachment. <laughs> so she got impeached and she was like, you know what? I am retiring. retiring yeah. um, and then a fifth justice, number five. So four were impeached and then there would be one more. But that one resigned before the impeachment proceedings began. So I guess that kind of gives you a clue into what they thought was going to happen if the impeachment proceedings continued. Uh, it was all they were all impeached for failing to carry out their administrative duties. Lowry, Workman and Davis were also impeached for paying retired senior status judges more than the law allowed. Davis and Lowry were impeached for using state money to renovate their offices. And Lowry was also impeached for using state vehicles and computers for personal use, I guess. Hmm. Um, so just just a corruption explosion yeah. they're um, like well he's getting away with it so i'm gonna do it and yeah she's, and then it was just a chain of, of so that. now all of them are that all the ones who were impeached are gonna be tried in the senate because that that's how that happens so maybe some of them will get to stay um it seems like davis and lowry are in a lot of trouble since they were impeached on davis was impeached on all of the charges. So, <laughs> da- so Davis looks like he's in a spot of trouble. Uh, 11 impeachment charges were brought in total. Wow. And I just think that's interesting. Yeah, bring, uh, hold the justices to justice. Yeah, like, okay. I mean, I get, like, I had no idea any of that was going on, but yeah. so I guess, I guess if all of them get fully impeached. What happens? We don't know. I guess it, yeah, who takes over? These are great questions is like, who takes over in the immediate aftermath before? I guess, but does the governor appoint Supreme Court justices to the state the way the Senate does? Again, the beauty of the Betches <laughs> Sub podcast is that we don't know the answers. 
<laughs> but you know, curiosity, that's why we keep coming back. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you know what happens if every single Supreme Court yeah. justice is impeached. Let us know. We'll probably screenshot it and post yeah, it Yeah, and we'll so, post it up. Yeah. Um, we're back. Yeah, we're back. So guys, please, if you love our podcast, rate, review, it's because on iTunes because or I guess you probably can do it anywhere but on iTunes is what I'm familiar with mm-hmm. it really does help bring more people to the podcast it, it like boosts it up in terms of like the algorithm or budget whatever and also like people are, are more likely to listen to something yeah it's gonna show season. up in people's mm-hmm. feeds also more. it makes me happy it yeah. like gives me a little tinkling in my heart <laughs> and um if you want stickers that we are continuously giving out and you love the sup and you want to show it screenshot you listening to this podcast or screenshot your favorite part of the newsletter which is elise is back to writing again i am but i do want to say that irene marrow aka elizabeth warren on our site did a fantastic job Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. She's great. Follow her on all social media. She did a great job. If you were like, wow, the Betcha Sub newsletter seamlessly transitioned while Lisa was away, <laughs> it is because of Irene. Yep. But so, yeah. I think uh, that's it. All right, guys. Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betcha Sub podcast. Bye. Betches.